Hello, wrestling fans. It's Quint Charisma. Hey, that's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yo again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quint Charisma. By golly, we're smack dab along ringside. And son of a gun, we're ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. Quentin, my boy, how are you doing today? Ah, uh, fair to Midland. <laughs> All right, so excited. You have no idea what that means, do you? Yeah, exactly. I don't either. It's a, it's it's so old. I don't even know. I mean, that's pretty old. <laughs> All right. So we got the. Is this show number twenty six? That's six months. This is our six month anniversary. Then is it really? <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't give. <laughs> it, it, it would be twenty six episodes, an episode a week. That's half a year. Hey, there you go. Dang. Happy six-month anniversary. Well, thank you. Back at you. <laughs> All right, so we're doing the CWA Memphis TV show. Evansville, Indiana feed as usual. And this show is from June 27th, 1987. So that means it was taped in Memphis on June 20th, 1987. Uh, we get half the opening music and graphic like we did last week. Okay, then the camera shot, it opens up, but we don't see Lance and Dave. We see a handful of 20s. And it, it took me back a bit. I guess it's been so long that, you know, we've had the new 20s. I was like, oh, that's fake money. And then I was like, no, wait, that's what $20 bills used to look like. <laughs> yes, it, uh, yeah, that's what it looked like. And uh, that's a lot of money there in his hands. You know, Jerry Jarrett was... Sweating by that back door. Well, you heard you heard what Lance says in just a second. He's like, yeah. "All right, Dave, let me put it back in the bag. We've got security right next to us." Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess he he was getting his earpiece. He probably had Jerry Jarrett earpiece. Put the money in the back. Put the money in the back. <laughs> you think that's the first time Jerry Jarrett has said, "Put the money in the back." <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, and after we get off here, I told you. A minute ago, I guess I want to tell you something. There's a little tidbit with old, old, uh, old Jerry Jarrett that I need to t tell you about too. About I discovered. Anyway, yeah, that makes great podcasting. Let's keep secrets from the from the fans. <laughs> give it, a, give it a few. Hope about six months you'll be seeing all my work I've been doing. Hopefully, anyway. Oh, awesome plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what we're talking about the money, uh, since we just went way off rails, uh, okay. Uh, what's the money for? Yeah, what's the money for? So <laughs> Here, you take this, because I don't know, I'm, I'm lost. Apparently we've got a 16-man battle royal on the show, uh, so apparently every wrestler paid an entry fee of $100, the promotion has matched it, um, and so we got a battle royal on the show, because that's exciting television. Um, oh, and it's one of those battle royals where you can be pinned or go over the top rope. I have my theory of why that was put into effect. Um, and then apparently we've also got a Southern Heavyweight Championship match between Jerry Lawler and the returning singing cowboy, Don Bass, plus standby matches. And then they cut the break. So they come back, and I was shocked that the Battle Royal was the, the opening match of the uh, show, which it might not have been because it might, I don't know if it was on the Memphis show or not, so... 
But on the loop tape, that was our first first thing. And, and as I, soon as I saw it, I knew that we were going to see standby matches. Yes. So. Because Jerry Lawler and Don Bass are not going 20, 25 minutes. No. So here's the participants in the Battle Royal. We have Thunderbird, Jack Hart, Phil Hickerson, Tojo, Pat Tanaka, Spot, Paul Diamond, Keith Eric, Bill Dundee, Mark Starr, Billy Travis, Jeff Jarrett, Ed Maddox, Alan West, John Paul, and Rocky Johnson. What about Alan West? We thought he had left the territory. Or he was gone. Yeah. hoped we had. He was gone for about a month and back. I guess I guess Vern didn't want to use him as a I guess, I guess no one else would take him. I guess Vern didn't want a bootleg midnight rocker. <laughs> right. <laughs> so had, had they already gone up to New York? No. Eighty seven, no. They even got to Memphis yet. So were they still in the AWA? Yeah. Hey, let's bring this third guy who looks like these guys, but he's way worse. <laughs> I, I figured it might have been a deal where they had left for New York, and uh, Vern's like, hey, this guy dresses like them. He'll be the same thing. As far as I know, I, I don't think they went yet, because they haven't been to Memphis yet. Right. So, I don't... Well, they, they, if you read Sean's book, they did get hired and then fired shortly after, and then came back. Yeah. So maybe maybe they did go up. I don't know. But Alan West is terrible. Let's yeah. just leave, we it, can leave it at that. Leave it at that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so Bruno is out there because he has, has has some guys in the battle royal, so he's running around. Had, had some guys. At least a quarter of the guys were in his crew. <laughs> so the um, first man out is Keith Eric. I guess I said, well, let's get him out because we don't want him to stick around and try to go on business for himself in a battle royal. <laughs> So after he got out, you know, he's standing, he's looking at the ring disappointed. I'm like, I bet he'll stay out here for five or ten minutes. I thought he was going to slide back in. Actually, I thought I was like, he's looking, he was standing there looking. I was like, he's going to try to slide back in because there's so many people in there. I don't think they would have noticed. I mean, you know, they, I mean, Lance and Dave would have stooged it off, but that's what I was like. <laughs> I, I did. I thought I was like, he's sitting there and I was like, he's going to slide back in. That would have been awesome. I would have loved that. Hey, if we've learned one thing in these six months, Keith, Der Keith Eric will get himself over. That's right. <laughs> one way or the other, he's <laughs> he's he's gonna he's gonna make sure his his uh, TV time is well spent. <laughs> yeah, and, and while we don't need to cover every elimination, just because oh, no. it was. It was an everybody in the ring, punch and kick. Like, there was nothing really special about this battle royal. I do want to cover one elimination, though. Okay, well, before that, let me add something. Yeah. I noticed something, and it went on through the whole battle royal. What's that? Bill Dundee kept going after Billy Travis. I didn't notice that. Oh, man, yes. And even when it was like, eat from the, it was like every time Billy would, you know, get a walk, get away from him, he'd go searching down. It's like, I'm thinking, oh, Billy must have got with Dun one of Dundee's rats last week or something. Because I was like, you know, yeah, I could say, you know, I, I, I do like the hill on hill, baby versus baby in the battle royals, when, when it's, but not when there's everybody, you know, he just kept on going. You know what I'm saying? It was obvious. Or, or maybe Billy, maybe 
steal one of uh, Billy Travis's rats, but when Bill left the territory, she went to the Billy Travis. That could be true, yeah, because <laughs> Billy was, um, yeah, he was, yeah, actually been there since like 85, so yeah. So when Bill, when Dundee left in 86, summer, in the summer of 86, so yeah. So. She, she done traded old Bill in for a newer model, and Bill's pissed. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming, because... It was all, I mean, yeah, if you can watch it, it's obvious. He just kept searching him out. Um, I did like when uh, Spot and Jeff Jarrett went out together. They started fighting on the floor. Yeah, oh, absolutely. They, they definitely made a, uh, a point to further, further that feud and keep yeah, it going. That was good. Uh, my favorite thing <laughs> is that uh, early on, nobody was taking a pinfall, right? It was just getting thrown out. Yeah. Except for Tojo, because Tojo ain't taking that bump. That's why they made that rule. I think this and the finish we're about to talk about coming up well, is I, why they did the rule. I thought that too, but I, I think that when that's well, we got the pin uh, gimmick. Let's use that on the finish because it was because you could have did it, you know, you could have did it without a, a pin, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, you, you know, but with it, I think you know they had because I think it was put in there for Tojo because he's you know sixty, sixty-two years old, whatever it was. I, I'll come up with that. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was either 60 or 62. It's not really safe for him taking that bump over, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and Rocky Johnson was the one who eliminated him. And if anybody could pick him up and, like, set him outside the ring on his feet and him be perfectly fine, it would have been Rocky Johnson. But, yeah, Tojo did not need to take that bump. No, no. So, yeah, that. but the finish, I mean, I like the finish. Yeah, so let, let's get to that. So the uh, final three are Bill Dundee, Paul Diamond, Pat Tanaka. Um, and of course, Dundee has to beat up both guys for a minute. <laughs> but he actually does start selling for him. You know, takes a couple uh, half back bumps because he's never taken a flat back. And but to, as soon as Diamond and Tanaka were going to town on Bill, they did revolving door elbows. Like they, they beat the crap out of Bill. As soon as they started pulling up, pulling him up for the pin, though. Gave away the, the finish. The, yeah, the finish was glaring. Yeah, they shouldn't. I didn't. And, and Bruno was even yelling, pin him, pin him, you know. So I think they should have had more for that. They should have just kept beating on him and, you know, maybe trash talk, you know. Maybe you know, even. Or have, or have him kick out. Have it where he won't die. Yeah, yeah, something. But, but not pulling him up. Because as soon as you start doing that. Yeah. And I understand this was like earlier wrestling when all the tropes weren't as obvious as they are now. Um, but they did it three or four times. Yeah, yeah. And I think it really gave it away. Yeah. So from what we're saying, obviously Bill Dundee wins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he had say uh, out of nowhere a small package on Tanaka uh, a pissed off Paul Diamond goes to chase him down he gets low bridged and Dundee has won $3,200 yep so well, for, for a short time yeah so ta- Tanaka gets on him he basically no selling Tanaka Diamond gets on so double teaming him well no hold on no sorry rewind that they uh, go to bring the money in there and Tanaka hits him and he knows he'll snock us against him to knock and then Diamond hits him. Then they throw the money to Bruno. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Bruno has the money. Uh, and they beat up on Dundee a little bit until old Rocky Johnson comes and makes the save. Yep. It was but that. He didn't was save that the money. Con- that was, did they, bu- they bumped for Johnson, right? Or was it no contact? I didn't write it down. All right. They, they bumped. Uh, 
was, okay. it, but it was like one shot each. Okay. One shot each of powder. Okay. I could. I didn't. I usually write down if it's contact or what they did, but um, yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't put down. I put he made the save. There's something interesting, and maybe I, I, I saw it wrong, but I believe when Rocky Johnson was eliminated, he was eliminating somebody, and Dundee came and flipped both of them out. It looked like he was trying to pull him down, but it, it looked more like he pushed it. It was him and uh, Phil Hickerson, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. It, it, I think he was trying to pull him down, and, and it, yeah, and I think it, just the angle of it maybe looked like he tried to, yeah, because I thought first, I was like, did he just push him? And then I was like, well, so I, I think I looked way too far into it because <laughs> I, I was expecting after that I was like, did we just see a seed planted? And I was expecting old uh, old Rocky Johnson makes a save and then lays out Bill himself. <laughs> well, but, I knew uh, that wasn't going to happen because I remember going to the sports arena uh, around this time, so I knew that wouldn't <laughs> that he wasn't turning heel. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, Bruno and Peldon and Patronaka they run to the back with the money. And so they cut the break. It's Lance with the Evansville card. For July 1st, 1987 at the Evansville Coliseum in Evansville, Indiana. Uh, Bruno... Also, also mentions... Oh, no, he didn't on this one. I'm sorry. I was about to plug the house shows, but I, he didn't mention on this one. That's a, yeah, he does that on the second one. Maybe, I think, yeah, I think it's the second one, maybe. Um, but Russell has a... Yeah, right now. yeah. Already out there is Bruno Earthquake Ferris, Paul Diamond, and Pat Tanaka. They're already standing in their way. Bruno plugs the match with Earthquake and Bubba. Uh, then he plugs the Paul Diamond, Pat Tanaka versus Bill Dundee and Rocky Johnson in the spot. And Jeff Jarrett match with Bubba is Jeff Jarrett's manager. And basically complains and says Bubba don't have a manager's license like he does and blah 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 and normal Bruno talk. And that was about it. Yeah. And we didn't get uh, we didn't get Bruno gold today. Uh, Bruno all, he cut a lot of promos on today's TV, and none of them were good. He, he's had a few good ones here in the recent past, yeah. but yeah. today's was not. Yeah. And uh, for those wondering, Earthquake Harris or Ferris, Ferris, I'm sorry, is not John Tenta. <laughs> no, but hey, you know, talking about Bernie said is you know his interviews haven't been that good. It wasn't that good today. He looks snazzy in, in the uh, Evansville uh, rundowns. Had a little, oh, oh, yeah. He's been dressing better and actually looks like he bathes. He, he uh, had a little little uh, sweater on, like a little uh, sweater jacket-like type thing, button-up sweater thing. He looks snazzy. The moment they went to the studio, and, you know, he was dressed, I can't remember what he was wearing. I think that ugly-looking pleather jacket, I think. But, yeah, he looked he looked nice for the, for the little rundown there. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. What can you tell, tell us about Earthquake Ferris? Um, well, I was going to wait till later, but I just, um, I remember him, I think, in the AWA a little bit. Um, I didn't really go, I didn't, I remember his name, I think, in the AWA. I should have went and did some research. Um, is he, I don't think he was in the business that long, I don't think. If he did, he might have changed his name. I can't remember. I didn't even look it up because it was kind of bad taste in the mouth by watching him. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get to that later. Yeah. Uh, so then, uh, so Brookhouse Brown comes in, <laughs> plugs his match with Lawler. Uh, man, Brookhouse could talk. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely, he could. Um, he, he used a, 
you know, a lot of rhyming phrases and stuff like that. But he had such good intensity with it. Yes. That, you know, so he still had kind of like that jive talk thing. His delivery um, was good. His delivery but, was yeah, good. his intensity yeah. was real real serious. Uh, a lot of times when you hear those jive interviews, um, it, it doesn't sound serious. Yeah, you like, know what I mean? Like Reggie B. Fine, when he used to do them in the 90s, it was funny. But this one... Uh, Brickhouse, it had intensity. It was, you know, it wasn't ha ha ha. It was like, oh, he's he's yeah, like, and, you know. and, and, and like handsome Jimmy, like you know what I mean. Handsome Jimmy had kind of like a jive talk a little yeah. bit, but I, I never have seen a, an intense hand. Excuse me, I've never seen a intense boogie woogie man Jimmy Valiant promo. What and Jimmy? What is intense and, and down home mean like that? I've yeah. seen it. Some of his, some of the seventies. Look them up. It wasn't all fun and games. What was that, handsome Jimmy or Boogie? Oh, handsome. See, that, that's what I'm saying. Once okay, got started, you, got once you. Once he started Boogie Woogie Mercy, baby. You got know what you, I mean? got you. Yeah, it, it, it never had that intensity to I me. I got you. I got you. I see what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah. I right, see. So yeah. Definitely. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that, that's why I saw myself and verified between handsome yeah. and boogie. Yeah, I agree, handsome, I agree yeah. with you on that. Yep, I definitely agree with you on that. So, uh, but, but yeah, no, he was intense. He had some he had cornrows. I, don't, I didn't know people had cornrows like that, you know, late 80s. But I, then again, I was one at the time. <laughs> um, but I thought that, that was really cool. Like, he, he just looked great. Brickhouse was built like a brickhouse. Like, yeah. It, the name fit. He looked yep. amazing. Yep. So they cut back to the studio. Lance, <laughs> Lance is standing with Don Bass, the singing oh, cowboy. Oh, baby. He got, his, he got his track jacket with his uh, his, his handkerchief around his neck, a cowboy have, hat. Did he, have a cig- did he have a cigar? Uh, he did not have a cigar. I didn't think he did. I, didn't, I, was, I, I was like, did he have it? Because I wrote on here. I put on there and all you know, he, had, he was everything. I, I put he had the same look when he left last time, but yeah, I don't think he had his cigar. And he has not gained or lost any weight. He's been training. That's what he said. <laughs> yes, that's what he said. <laughs> but uh, you know, still a uh, not very tall, uh, quite round man. Um, but apparently he has another job he's been focusing on instead of wrestling. He's a singer-songwriter. Yeah, that's what, because uh, Lance Asher said he hadn't seen him around in a while, and he said he has another career. <laughs> What's in the months to come? We'll, we'll see him blossom into to the singing cowboy full effect. Yeah, so I, I didn't... It's weird that they called him the singing cowboy early on. Yeah. And they haven't even talked about the gimmick yet. I, I thought that was a little strange. Yeah, you know, they're just they're just introducing Bass back. Yeah, I, my thing is, we might have got a video on the Memphis feed. Who knows? You know, and it right. it in maybe. I don't know. But yeah. Oh God, it would have been great with him bad lip syncing over oh, a nice country western oh, song. Oh, get ready, Bobby Bear, eat your heart out. <laughs> I remember, dude, oh, we're going to get some in the coming weeks. It gets good. Are, are we all? I'm so happy. You know I love the gimmicks. Dropkick me Jesus. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, uh, okay, let's see. So, they go to the ring. It's Lawler and Bass. Lawler comes out in full cape crown, 
But he had no music. That was kind of odd. He had no yeah, music. Yeah, he was holding the belt. I've, Lawler always wore it. I thought that was a little odd. I didn't notice. I just noticed he was holding his crown. Yeah, he's holding his crown. He had his full interest regalia, and he didn't have music. And usually on TV, at least Lawler has music. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what stuck out. I guess that's why I didn't notice the belt because he he had no music. That was odd. Yeah. And we get we get a pretty much a small town arena match in this. Oh yeah, it's basically. I liked it. It was your. Oh, it, it was fun for somebody who enjoys good southern wrestling. I enjoyed it. I liked it because we hadn't seen none, you hadn't seen nothing like this on TV in a while. It was short, basically to the point of, you know, I'm just saying it was just a good little, you know, southern heel, baby face, you know, hide the, you know, hide the gimmick, you know, work the gimmick. Yeah. You know, it hide was good. The hair, hide the hair pull, hide the tight yeah. pull. Um, Don Bass just did every heelish tactic. Yeah. Uh, pull the hair, pull the tights. You know, use the gimmick. Yeah. Uh, rake the eyes. Uh, Don Bass was the stereotypical heel. I and I know we've talked about this in the past. I, I love a that his hometown is Greasy Corner, Arkansas, <laughs> and somebody with an equally ridiculous hometown of Tater Peeler, Tennessee. Uh, I respect that. Um, and I love. I still love that he has the state of Texas on his boots. Yeah, I know. It's the best. <laughs> Hey, he's like, I paid a lot of money for these boots. Yeah, exactly. I gave Bill Lash two hundred dollars for these boots. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You know. Yeah, I, I ain't changing a thing. Exactly. You buy me some new boots. Yeah. Um, he had a really solid knee lift. I, like, I don't yeah. want to throw, throw throw away that he just did nothing. Like he didn't do a lot, but a, a really solid knee lift. And I. I but here's the thing. You say, you know, say he didn't do a lot, but listen. That's here's the thing, people nowadays. If you if you do watch this, listen to the crowd. Oh, absolutely. They were into it, and they didn't. They didn't do nothing, you know. And it, it just, it, you know. And I'll tell you, have you noticed? It seemed like every week that crowd is just jam packed. Yeah, no, they're definitely they got that TV audience. Like it's not like they're paying tickets to see it, but you know they've got the audience. The audience is excited. They're they're exciting the live crowd. And listen, we're looking at this in hindsight, twenty twenty, with a wrestling reviewer. So you know we might say something's kind of crappy, but we're also jaded. Well, here's the thing too. I mean, I mean, you know, if you think about back in the winter, I mean, especially back in like in February, there were some those. Um, uh, studio shows were the, there wasn't a lot of I mean you know the seats were you know the you know they didn't have to add you know what I'm saying there was it wasn't completely full you know oh yeah and no, now I, you absolutely. got people standing on that back side of the, you know in the back there so I mean they're really putting them you know they're they're enjoying what they're seeing yeah so we get you know some, some basic uh, Tennessee house show wrestling but then uh all of a sudden, we get a strap pulled down. Lawler hits a few punches, puts uh, old Don Bass in a headlock to give him the old headlock punches, but uh, we get a rough bump. Calhoun is down. Yeah, I was like, I was wasn't expecting that in a TV match. I, you know, and then, you know, I said, okay, well, second match of the day. I wasn't, I really wasn't expecting that on TV. <laughs> Especially when they're talking about the two matches they just had, possibly taking up the whole TV. Oh wait, that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, 
So, so we get interference by Rickhouse Brown, and he levels Lawler with a clothesline. Oh my gosh, he pulls him out. Lawler, doesn't Lawler give him the Big Ten in the corner? Uh, yeah, he, he, go, he goes to give uh, give Don Bass the Big Ten. Gets pulled down by Brickhouse, and Brickhouse. So Brickhouse throws like a, a Steiner line. Oh my gosh! Or he launches himself through you. Oh man, he, it's, it's awesome. Boy, he drilled Lawler with that. Oh my gosh! But like, it, it's so impactful that it's a believable finish. Yeah. Um, and speaking of finish, Don Bass. Tops Lawler and seemingly wins the Southern Heavyweight title on TV. Yep. And the people are irate. Yep. They start stooging it off. Calhoun gets up. He's a little dreary. He's looking at the people. Ask him. He looks over to Lance and Dave, and they stooge it off. And, and Which then, is surprising, because usually Lance and Dave do not stooge it off. Yeah. But, you know, it's Memphis. It, you know, anyway, y'all, next week we'll see if something happens and Somebody will cheat, and the fans stooge it off, and they won't reverse it. <laughs> exactly. And this, so they reversed this one, and they gave... And that pop was even louder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's back when a reverse the decision pop, like, meant something. Now everyone would crap on it. Because they've seen it so much. Now, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it... I mean, I'm trying to think the last time we saw one on TV. I don't think we've... Have we seen one since we've been doing this on TV? No, I don't, I don't think we had. Yeah, so, so the so the TV crowd hadn't seen one, so that's probably that's why it popped. You know, something different. You know. So Bass and Lawler pound on. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Bass and uh, Brickhouse pound on Lawler for a while, and then Dundee makes the save. Yeah. And I thought I saw another setup too. Did you notice? Dundee grabs the belt. Yes. <laughs> but never gives it to Lawler, and he leaves holding it. Yes, I saw that. He had it. He had it. He had his hand out and had it sitting there, and Lawler didn't grab it. And it was like, okay, he's still holding on to it. He's still carrying it around. I was like, ooh. But like I said, it, I can. It ruins it for me because I know. Back from watching and going to the uh, fairground sports arena in Nashville <laughs> to the, most of the shows around this time, <laughs> I know where it's going. But yeah, oh yeah, there was some you know seeds planted and stuff. And uh, okay, so hey, actually, actually, one of the things I saw is a planted seed was planted. Um, Lance had a good Lanceism about in this though. He says he was double hot. hot. Double, I didn't catch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, Dave, I was double on hot. <laughs> it was great. Oh, man. Yeah, I missed that one. <laughs> Dang. All right, so they, um, let's see. Uh, all right. They just cut the break. Now, here we go. We got the Lance with Evansville card. He plugs, um, uh, Paoli, Indiana, uh, Thursday, uh, July 9th, 1987. And what is Paoli uh, famous for? I have no idea. It's uh, known for uh, uh, snow skiing. It's got slopes. Huh, I did not know that. Yeah. yeah it's like the, like the, one of the most, it's like one of the, probably the famous, more popular uh, slopes, you know, that that's far south, you know. 
And, uh, huh. Yeah, a lot of people from Nashville. Now, now is, this, uh, is this real snow yeah. or is this the artificial? No, no that's real snow. That's what I'm talking about. It's real. Yeah, it's probably, it's like, well, it's like the closest one to Nashville um, that I've always, I remember growing uh, actually, actually, uh, especially like in the 90s, a lot of people, I know a lot of people went to Paoli in January and February and, uh, and, uh, skied the slopes and Paoli. Um, then, then, uh, they go to Owensboro, Kentucky on a Thursday night, uh, July 23rd, 1987. So uh, Lance comes back and is going to get the whole run out of the of the, of the whole car. Do you want to get the whole car for us? Sure, I'll do that. Let's see. We got the Southern Tag Team title match, the Clones, which is Paul Dangerly's new uh, tag team, versus Mark Starr and Billy Travis. The Battle of the Giants. Earthquake Ferris versus Big Bubba. Uh, and Lance says that Ferris is going to have to back up what he said to Big Bubba, and we have no idea what he said. Uh, Mid America heavyweight title match. Jeff Jarrett with Bubba in his corner versus Moondog Spot with Bruno. International Tag Team Championship match. Bill Dundee and Rocky Johnson try to take the belts away from Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond. And main event, Jerry Lawler versus Brickhouse Brown. Okay, when you said about Earthquake Ferris, I know when he said that, I was like, okay, we saw him in the first uh, uh, Evansville rundown. I was like, all he did absolutely nothing. Yeah, did he like just like did he like punches? You know, did the old punch your hand with your feet? You know, get, didn't he do that? I think maybe. Yeah, and yeah. wore his uh, wore his Doctor Death Day uh, Steve Williams ripoff robe. Yeah, that was just like he didn't say a word. <laughs> but it's, it's another you know another um, editing bad editing. <laughs> Who are the clones? Do you want to talk about now? or Do you want to talk about that on my rundown? I'll talk about it now. Okay. The clones are, I'm sorry, were um, the crap. Oh, the Kelly twins, Mike and Pat Kelly. Um, one of them died in the car crash with Adrian Adonis. The other one had broke his leg um, back in was it 88 when they had the car crash that killed Adrian Adonis. Uh, one of the Kelly twins was um, he was the one that he, they were both in the van. Uh, but one of them died, and the other one actually, so it was, uh, what was it? The Kelly Twins, Adrian Donis, and Wildman, Canadian Wildman something, I can't remember what it was that. They, they, they passed, but one of the Kelly Twins survived. Um, uh, they've been around for a long time. They, uh, just look them up. But here's the thing, I'm going to talk about this now, um, I'm going to do it in my notes. Okay, they, the, they, the clones were there. I remember when I was going. To, I was going to the sports arena. You know, we'd probably go like once a month, maybe. Uh, in '88, when I was going about almost every Saturday, but in '87, I was going about once a month. But first time I saw them, okay, I'm 15 years old at the time. I'm pretty smart to the business, dude. And they came out because I hadn't seen it on TV yet, and dude, they they kind of spooked me, man. They did that gimmick very well. They were just weird, man. I was, it, I don't, you know, I don't know, being live and being on the second row and being, you know, two foot away from them when they came out to the ring because we sat on the, the hill hillside on the second row with it, down the aisle. And I don't know, man, something about them. And I, like I said, I was 15 and I was like, they, they kind of weirded me out a little bit, you know? 
So, so what was the gimmick? Because um, I was just picturing guys in masks no. doing the old switcheroo. Okay. No, it's hard to really explain. Are they um, identical twins? I think so, yeah. Pretty much, yeah, from what I can remember. Uh, they were just really weird. Uh, they were older by then. You could tell. Um, it just... It's hard to explain. You have to walk next week. Because I'm sure they'll be on TV next week since... Because they, prob they probably debuted on TV... You know, on the um, the twentieth, you know, because they're you know Memphis, and then this was so yeah. The, the way all this set up, they you know they're always you're always usually you work the loop. A lot of times you work the loop before you do t uh, before your TV gets showed on the loop. Uh, I've seen that several times through the years going to Nashville, and people would show up and like, whoa, they're here, and then 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 the next week on TV you see them, but uh, um. It just real. It's hard to explain. You have to watch it um, next week. So hopefully they're on there. Um, I know they will be on there. Surely they will be. Um, so yeah, the clones were. They weren't around long. Um, I'm assuming probably the money. Money probably got them. <laughs> but um, yeah, they were really. Um, it's different. Then I said I was 15 years old too. So. But, well, I'm interested to see it then. Yeah. Well, you probably, you got to remember this is 87, so you probably, now you're like, what the crap was he talking about? I'll see <laughs> But, you know, you know, 1587, you know, and from being from Mount Juliet, you didn't see a lot back then. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so they go, go back, come back to the studio, Lynch Center, and Jeff Jarrett's music hits. AWA Rookie of the Year, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, he plugs that when he's walking out, and he comes over. Cuts a little interview. Uh, he does a little better this week. He yeah, no I guess, stumbling. I guess. Uh, I guess uh, Jerry time. I guess uh, Lawler and Jarrett, uh, uh, Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lawler. I guess they told him, "Hey, no more. Wait to wait to the road. Wait to the trip back to Nashville before you smoke your joint." You know. <laughs> yeah. So he did a lot better. It, we kept it short, sweet, to the point, basically. Um, he stumbled less in his promo than you just did. So exactly. <laughs> so it was so it was good. Um, so basically, uh, talks about Bubba's gonna be in his corner to watch Bruno bases, but that's what it was about basically. Uh, so then they go to the ring. It's gonna be Jeff Jarrett against uh, Keith Roberson. Um, this is basically just a ba typical babyface match. You got his shine in. Uh, thing did. Keith Robertson takes horrible arm drags. Yeah, he messed that first. That he fed up for the second arm drag. He about messed that up, but um, wasn't much. Uh, I didn't. Know, <laughs> one thing that stood out was he tried to hit that big sunset flip like Billy Travis does. Looked good, but not good as Travis's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it still looked good. Um, and then he hits him uh, for the finish. Was a, he did the drop kick off the saw him off the, on the ropes. Beautiful drop, standing drop kicks. It was beautiful. I mean, so good they showed a replay of it. Yeah, so. it looked good. It looked better than his bottle rocket drop kick off the second. I think it was. Yeah. Just, it looked so good. Uh, so that was the pin one two three. Uh, basically, he got out of the ring, and basically, as soon as he got out of the ring, uh, Bruno and Spock came out. Yeah, that was. I don't know if that was edited that way or if it actually, you know, actually, you know, but. Um, you know, if it actually happened that way or if it was edited in like a yeah, it was like as soon as he went through the curtain here they come out and um, basically Bruno was uh, com you know complaining 
Um, Ripping off Billy Graham and Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, I was like, okay. Um, Said he was uh, the tower of power, too sweet to be sour. Yeah. Blah, blah. Yeah, I noticed that. He, he he did that and basically, you know, talked about the you know spot and the Bubba marriage and all that uh, and all that crap. It just what nothing stood out. Um, so we had the hey Moondog spot against Jim Jameson. So I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. And um, but it was really short. Extremely short. Yeah. Like body slam, maybe a clothesline, uh, outside the ring, bang bang, right back in the ring, shoulder breaker, short. Yeah. It was probably like a minute, maybe. Yeah. So we we didn't get the murder that we thought we were going yeah, to. Yeah. No. I was like, I was ready to see some them uh, famous Jim Jameson crazy bumps like you just got killed bumps you know <laughs> Didn't get yeah uh, I think Spot might have had a soft place on his heart for Jameson because he took care of him yeah yeah he did he really did because actually man when he threw him on that floor I was like oh here we go and I think what he just hit him on the uh, forearm on the back and then shot him back in yeah yeah I was shocked I was like wow and uh yeah he um yeah it's like it, 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 yeah even the Jarrett match was short these matches are really short. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we got, what, what seven or <laughs> six or seven of them today, but still. Um, so, basically, that was uh, him with that shoulder breaker, and uh, they cut to the break. They come back with <laughs> Lance, Bruno, and Earthquake Ferris. Yeesh. This was bad. So, Bruno, <laughs> Bruno's talking. He starts choking. Do you know? <laughs> he was... He's sitting there. He's like, you see, he's sort of coughing. Yeah, and Earthquake I, I, Ferris. I've had, in, I've had that happen in a match, never on a promo. That has to be embarrassing. But did you see Earthquake Ferris grabs the mic out of Lance's hands? Yep. And I was like, dude, your first day on Memphis TV, you do not grab the mic out of Lance Russell's hand. And did you see Lance? He was mad. He, he was mad. He looked over at Dave and said something. Did you notice that? I didn't notice he yeah. said something to Dave. Uh. He was looking at him like, seriously? And then I look, he said, he looks over to Dave and he, he sees his mouth move. And then he comes back and he goes to grab it. And then Bruno grabs it back from Earthquake. And then Lance grabs it. And Bruno's had, they're both holding it. And then Bruno lets go of it. And Lance finishes, and they finish with, with Lance holding it. And I was just like, oh, dude. If you're going to grab the microphone from Lance, you better cut an amazing promo. And it was far from that. Oh, it was bad. He said he had... So, he's a, he's a fat guy, but well, he's not super fat. But for that time period, he was. But he's big. Um, he's like a cross between... Bubba and Goliath. You, like, you know, Goliath is obviously soft. Yeah. Bubba is obviously rock hard. Yeah. And he's somewhere in the middle. But more on the, um, more toward the Goliath side of it than... Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, he's wearing a, a, a three-piece, a singlet top, uh, leggings and uh, trunks, and it's a navy blue with a white stripe. But he's got a red and white satin boxing hooded robe. Yep. Uh, 
he and his run was terrible. He says he has 28-inch arms. He does not. Uh, he probably doesn't even have 20-inch arms. I don't know, it's terrible. God, is bad. Oh, and the match was even worse. So, uh, go to the ring. It's Earthquake Ferris, and Bruno had Bruno had no graphics today again. <laughs> I think the graph. I think they're charged. I think the studio's charging them by the letter on the graphics because they hadn't had no managers that had graphics for two weeks now. Um, so, so it's Ed Max. Uh, the first spot they blow it. It's a blown spot. Did you notice that? Yeah, well, so you can tell Earthquake Ferris is super green because he's trying to rush everything. Yeah. Um, so like, he, he gets Maddox against the rope, spins him back, gives him a big forearm to the chest, and doesn't even let Maddox sell that one. It starts like doing two more and shoots him off and goes for, I don't know if it was a clothesline, an elbow. It was an or elbow. Right, he, I, see, I know he went to, he, was, he shot him off and was going fast, and he got to him. And spun and ain't even put up his uh, elbow up yet. And Maddox was already there. So by the time he put the elbow, Maddox was already beside him. It was like the weirdest looking thing. I was like, it, it was like he rushed it, rushed it, rushed it, and spun. But like he forgot to put the elbow up until the last minute. And Maddox was already off the ropes and was already beside him. It was horrible yeah. looking. And, and, and Maddox was a better worker in the match. Yes. Um, luckily, this match as, as well is short. Yeah, about thirty seconds. Then, did yeah, you, then he did a squisher and a pull up and a slash. And did you know he shot him in and uh, ducked the clothesline? It's like he was swing. Uh, he was swing. He, he rainbowed it. Oh my gosh! It was it was crazy. This kid can't be long out of wrestling school. I tell you, that clothesline would have went over Andre's head. Yeah, it was I mean bad. it was horrible. Oh, it was so bad. But um, yeah, he hit the uh, let's see, yeah, it was a splash. He hit the splash for the win. One, two. Bubba runs in, blasts him. Um, they start brawling. Uh, then they see Jim Jameson and um, yeah, we get a pull apart in two waves. The first wave is the jobbers who can't do anything. It was Jim Jameson and, and John Paul. They can't break them up. Then Maddox gets up and starts helping them. So it's Maddox, Jameson, and, and John Paul. I think Keith Eric was in on it too. Well, this at first it was just those three because the babyface came out first, and Maddox was already in, in the ring. So then out comes Hart, um, Eric, uh, Thunderbird, Roberson. Um, typical pull apart. Then out yeah, comes. Think, think about that. Who was Hart grouped with? Yeah. Oh, he's 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 on definitely on his way out. Uh, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if this is his last week, because uh, he wasn't on, uh, um, I was going to talk about this later uh, in my notes, but he wasn't, last week he wasn't in Evansville, uh, they gave the card, we, on the rundown of the card, he wasn't on this week's Evansville card either, so I'm thinking this might be his last day on TV. Um, so yeah, because he went out with the job, those jobbers. Uh, then uh, Jeff Jarrett, Billy Travis, um and they come out to pull apart. So it's just a bunch of everybody. Then they go into the typical pull apart, you know, back and forth stuff. <laughs> uh, finally, the heels powder back. Dude, did you see Bubba's shirt? The back of his shirt. I loved it. Yeah, it, so it's obviously some bar, but it said a bright place for shady people. It said a sunny place for shady people. I was like, I was wanting to see what the front said, but I can never see what it said. 
Yeah, uh, I, I, could, I couldn't either because I wanted to go with whatever bar that was because it had to be a bar. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Bubba gave a good, short, sweet, fired up interview. Yeah, I thought it was good. And I, I enjoyed the interview, A, because it was good, but B, uh, he calls Ferris Buffalo Butt. Yeah, I put that down. <laughs> which is what Burt Prentice would have the fans call me when I worked for him. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Seriously? I swear to God. Okay, I can see like if when I worked for Burt Prentice, they call me it, Buffalo it, Butt, but... It was Buffalo Butt or Pumpkinhead. Okay. Yeah, every now and then Bert would grab the mic and lead him in a chant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I like Bubba's promo. It was good, fired up, short to the point. You know, good. It was good. He's coming. He's talking, man. For somebody that hardly got to talk for the whole time, you know, the over the eight months he's been there, man, he can he can talk. So, yeah, and, and you know, I was—I didn't think they'd get behind him as a babyface, but they seemed to like him a yeah, lot. Yeah, because they hadn't killed him yet, did nothing stupid yet. <laughs> so they cut the break. Um, they come back. Well, they cut the break. Go to the uh, Lance Lanzo card rundown. He runs down a few matches. Then Dundee and Rocky Johnson come in to plug their match with Paul Diamond Patanaka. Um, but Dundee says they stole his pocketbook. <laughs> I was like, uh, I guess in Australia maybe, uh, but I was like, that didn't sound right here in America. They stole his pocketbook. <laughs> what do you think about that? It, it was weird, and I, <laughs> we're, we're on a time difference, but I wanted to text my buddies in Australia and be like, hey, y'all don't call a wallet a pocketbook, do you? <laughs> I guess it probably says like that, it was in that money bag. But, yeah, they said pocketbook, and I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know, though. Bill, Bill was a little fancy. He may have had a, he may have been the originator of the man purse. Hey. You never know. Uh, Rocky, uh, That's uh, what he called his satchel when he rode his Harley. <laughs> so Rocky, he goes in, he's, he, uh, nothing, nothing outstanding, not bad, short, sweet to the point, you know, nothing, nothing, you know. Nothing really out of place. And Lawler comes in. Oh, Lawler, I'm sorry. Lance Custer. I'm sorry. Lance Custer Lawler's taped um, match plug with the match with uh, Brickhouse. It was good, fired up, uh, to the point. He was upset. No really clowning around, goofy acting. It was, it was your basic Lawler uh, baby face. Uh, all right, I'm, get, I'm getting mad now. What it was, I thought. Lawler looks like he may have been. I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess it's uh, starting to be summertime, so he must be playing softball or something. He looks like he's been working out. Looks like he's working out, and he got a little sun. Yeah. But but it was good. I thought it was I thought it was good. It was a good little interview there. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and uh, I think I was actually more fixated on the fact that it looked legit. Lawler had some some traps and little shoulders going on. Yeah. I was like, did Lawler hit the gym at some point? You, if you go back through the years, he would go up and down. He'd, he'd get like he'd get a little. You notice he'd get a little. Um, you know, he seemed to you know, he tell he'd been doing a little something, and then he'd go back to where he wouldn't have nothing, and then 
you'd see him, he'd, you know, look like he'd have a little something, you know. But anyway, so they cut uh, back to the studio. I'm going to turn my page here. And we got match number six. Bill Dundee and Rocky Johnson against Keith Eric and Thunderbird. And there's no graphic. And boy, Thunderbird has put on some weight. It's, it's, no, it's just that yellow cut-up t-shirt. <laughs> nah. <laughs> and he obviously hasn't been getting any better. No, no. And this match was really short. Um, basically, we get um, punches and kicks. We get the Rocky Johnson does his shuck, shuck and jive roll gimmick thing. I don't know what it's called, but I call it the shuck and jive roll. We get that. Uh, basically, they just... the Basically, it's a lot of punching. A little bit of wrestling and a lot of punching. Yeah, and then we get the, the weirdest awkward setup for a finish. <laughs> um, so they're, they're wanting to do a double sleeper. Like, I'll go ahead and give that away. Double sleeper for the finish. And Dundee keep, keeps trying to draw in Roberson. And Roberson doesn't come in. Roberson? I'm sorry, Eric. My bad. Okay, I was like, wrong, wrong Keith. Wrong Keith. I was like, I was like did uh, I write it down wrong? <laughs> but he, he doesn't come in twice. Yeah. And then fi finally he comes in to shoot him off, double sleeper gimmick. I, I think it was like, Keith Eric's like, I already got put out in the battle royal. I'm not, I ain't, no, I'm not, I'm not losing twice in one day. <laughs> get the blood to flow back. It's what it's you know. It makes sense. I mean to you know because like Johnson really he was rub, moving her head around and rubbing you know. It makes kind of it does kind of make sense a little bit you know get the blood flow. But then but popping them that I think that was just whoever invented it was being a d bag and and it just it's like hey it, it just stuck. But um so we so basically um. We've had two ma two matches the last two weeks where all four men were in the ring on the finish. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're right. We, we did. Hey, we, but we got no struts and only one hip shake. Exactly what I got here. I put in there. I said, but it's, Dundee is really toning it down since that one week where it was just horrible. Today we had no struts and one little hip shake. So, but we did a little lap pose. Uh, oh, oh yeah, baby! <laughs> gotta, gotta gotta flare them lats out, brother. Yeah, you got it before they they cut away to the break. So cover Nick Lance and Dave come back to the desk. Um, they uh, start giving the results of today's card. They talk about the battle royal. They even do a, re a video recap of the uh, Lawler and um, Bass match. That's you. That's odd. They do actually uh, when they're recapping the show. Uh, the results. They actually do a video one. Yeah. Yeah. So that was um, that was that was different. Uh, then they go over the rest of the matches, and then um, Lance signs off, and the music and the graphic plays, and then we're out of here for this week. So. And we, was, we even got we even got some of the the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, and then it cut off to whoever recorded this, wherever they whoever had this and put it from. Um, 
basically, I guess when they took it from uh, VHS to the DVD, to a DVD, when they put it over on the to record it onto the DVD, you could see the setup <laughs> for a few seconds on that one. Um, all right, let's, let's, we should, we actually wrap this up pretty good. Um, we got about eight minutes, so I'll let you uh, give your um, analogy, viewpoints, notes, and all that good stuff. <laughs> so, overall, to me, it was not a standout show at all. Um, so, off, off of that, I, so I like the premise of the Battle Royal with people putting money to get in. Like, I like when it has stakes if it's not for anything, like a belter or a shot or anything like that. Yeah. So I, I like how they did sit and go, and we have a random battle royal for nothing. Yeah. Um, and they ended up using it to, you know, further the storyline. Cool. Um, battle royals, especially battle royals where it's everybody that starts in the ring, are not good for TV. They're just they're boring. It's just a lot of guys punching until you get down to a manageable number. Um, Pat Patterson is a genius for making a battle royal that can be entertaining. Yes. Um, as far as the Southern Heavyweight Championship match, I'm anxious to see more Don Bass because I'm sure he's going to entertain the heck out of me like uh, like Phil Higgerson does. Um, but it, it was, you know, it wasn't a lot of anything. I did like the swerve, uh, you know, the, the win and then reverse it. The crowd ate it up. It was awesome. Uh, interesting to see, so see what we'll see from Brickhouse. Um, like I said, I never saw him in the main event picture when I started watching Memphis Wrestling. Uh, him and Reggie B were an underneath tag team. So I'm anxious to see some uh, some young Brickhouse. Uh, the Jeff, Jar you know, Jeff Jarrett stuff was what it was. Like Most of the matches I didn't get anything out of. Yeah. Um, Earthquake Ferris looks... More intimidating when he has his robe on, <laughs> um, and when he's outside the ring. Because the minute he steps in, he looks like a puppy with, you know, two left feet just learning to walk. Yep. It's uh, it's not good. Yep. It is not good. But man, does Big Bubba, you know, out there in his snakeskin cowboy boots and jeans and black T-shirt, look like he could beat up an entire bar. Yep. Oh yeah. Definitely. Like, I, I'm glad he didn't have his like. Don't get me wrong; he still looks tough on a singlet, whatever. But when he ran out in them street clothes, yeah. it was like this dude would kill everybody in the ring. Yeah, yep, exactly. Uh, and I mean, hey, I, I'm glad to see Rocky Johnson back. Building D is what it is. Glad to see Rocky Johnson back. Yeah. Even though it's the same tag match, it always is with him. Yeah, he well, always. He's at you know, that, he, that yeah. age, you know. He always does this little shuffle, reverse nip up, yeah. and he always does lock up, headlock, spin around, hammer lock, tag out yeah. every time. Yeah. But, uh, and hey, I, I pop to see someone have to be woke up from a sleeper. That's always funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Is that about all you got? That's all I got. All right. There's my notes. Here we go. What was that? Taking a drink. Hey, get your big swig. Alright, I like the open. Open, it was different. I like that. Um, I like the idea of the Battle Royal, but like you said, on TV, it's kind of, you know, it's, you know, yeah. Uh, but I, I like how they try to do a little something different for once, you know. Yeah, but, and I like that they showed the money and just didn't yeah. have, like, a check. 
Yeah. I mean, it was different. Um, having uh, Thunderbird in the Battle Royal is a real stretch because Lord knows we know he ain't got an extra $100, especially with his gear he's got. Um, I hated the rule, the pin rule. We pretty much talked about that because it's Tojo. Like the finish, um, uh, except for the you know the, the the pickups on the lift uh, on the counts. Um, let's see. I love that Don Bass is back. He's very entertaining. Uh, we'll get we'll get more into that later in the as we go. Um, but I didn't like the. Um, I didn't like the, the finish on the Bass and Lawler, um, but the crowd lot ate it up. So I guess you know that's what matters. Um, I didn't like it, but the crowd loved it. So that that's that counts. Um, on the Evansville card, no Phil Hickerson, no Jack Hart, no Shima. Again, those three were not on the thing. And um, this the biggest letdown of the show is we had no interview. With Phil Hickerson this week, that was a big letdown. Um, is yeah, I, I was sad that we didn't get you know any Phil besides a short time in a no. Royal either. Um, we had no Shima Tony Burton on TV. I think Shima is gone again. Um, the Evansville car looked pretty good. Uh, looked like a you know decent. It was decent, you know, especially for. No Lawler Dundee against uh, uh, I don't reach like last week, you know. So it's it looked like it was good. Um, let's see, I got the Clary. We already talked about the clones. Uh, Earthquake Ferris is horrible. Um, I don't think he was there that long from what I can remember. He might have been a one and done. Um, Alan, Alan West is back. I put yeah, we were talking about that. he was gone for a month. He's back. Um, Talked about the Jeff Jarrett match. It was good. Babyface. Uh, Bubba was good in his interview. Okay, we talked about that. Um, this show, if you like just wrestling matches, it was okay. Uh, it was all about wrestling. No storylines and angles, basically, really. Uh, except for the little bit of uh, Moondog and Jeff Jarrett um, going out and fighting on the floor and during the Battle Royal. And the Brickhouse running in, trying to cost the law of the match. Uh, but besides that, there's really no in the pull apart with Bubba and now Ferris. But no, uh, like last week was heavy, heavy angle driven. You know, yeah. But this week it was all matches. So I'm thinking next week might go back to maybe you know because it's hard to do heavy angle driven every week. So I'm thinking they said, well, let's give them more wrestling this week. Then next week we'll hit, hit them with the storylines hard. So that's what I'm thinking. So um, that's all the notes I got. I think yeah. Uh, like I said, the clones, uh, I'm sure, I, hopefully they'll be on TV, because, and then when I'll probably watch them now, I'll be like, ugh, I'll be, I'll be let down too, because <laughs> like I said, I was 15. Um, I said, overall show, I mean, it was okay for what it was, if you look at it as, you know, for just, if you just want to go in there and watch some wrestling matches, um, but actually for Memphis storyline and stuff, definitely was not, uh, but like I said, I think, because they went so heavy last week, I think they had to you know, give it a little break, you know, but, um, besides that, you know, uh, next week's show is a regular studio show, so I did check that out before we get, all right, we got about 30 seconds, anything else you want to add? No, that's it for me. All right, well, I'll get this up hopefully tonight sometime, and, um, uh, thanks everybody for listening, and for Jeremiah Plunkett, I'm Quick Charisma, hey, that's me. 
Thanks and God bless.